welcome to episode 291 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little, along with me as always, in order of importance to the show. Of course, is me, Clark Little. Number two, by a pretty consistent margin. Be careful. Oksana Valerio Turn your goddamn mic off. <laughs> Followed by Russell John Fisher. What up? And Randy Michaelstadt in studio. Hey, yo, what's up? Randy got lost. He took a left turn and I get Buckhead and yep. ended up here. The long left turn <laughs> to get from Atlanta out here to the Bay Area. And I just kept driving for like 34 hours or however long it is to get from Atlanta to here. And uh, now I'm here. Let's Google that. Also, I think it's like 48, actually. You know, un- until we do video, Randy in studio really means nothing except that the sound is going to be worse. Our quality of this show is going to be lower. <laughs> right? No, it'll be fine. Well, it, okay, th- then step up your game, <laughs> dude. I uh, I generally feel like I don't sound as good on these mics as the mic that I have in my house, but that's just me being self-conscious. Wow, you're taking a shot at our hardware. What I was saying is that your skill of the manipulating individual tracks just comes out better. But you want to take a shot? I mean, yeah. Is our table one bought at a thrift store five years ago? Probably should have been updated. Or is the other table a white fold-out table <laughs> that was in the rain because of Halloween? With a stab mark in it. Yeah, that was Courtesy from me. Courtesy of you, yeah. Yeah. Why'd you, why'd you throw that out there? Because I got mad at you when you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Randy. Look, we're fighting now. <laughs> well, here's what can end this fight. It's a 36-hour drive from Atlanta, Georgia, to San Francisco. Nice. I was almost right the first time. I looked it up and got 33, but I didn't... I didn't it's because you used DuckDuckGo. You got the real yeah. information. <laughs> <laughs> There's more traffic now than when you looked five seconds ago. Oh, <laughs> touche. Producers fighting. I'm into this. Plus, mine goes through uh, Staten Island. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> so, could be a little bit a little shorter. Well, Randy, welcome in. You just flew in from Atlanta. You're here uh, for the weekend for a wedding. Indeed, yeah. Congratulations on your impending nuptials. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Lucky dude. That's right. Yeah, you know. We we all have to uh, <laughs> have to find someone someday, you know. So I'm uh, I'm getting married to myself this weekend. Oh, yeah. Rodman. Yeah. Yeah, you know, of all the... And like, neither of you are invited. Oh, shit. That sounds about right. Well, of all the, like, w- sexual minority communities, you really got to uh, be vocal on Twitter for that asexual community. I know, man. I feel like the asexuals, they don't, they, they don't get out there enough. Weird. They're not very motivated, I guess. I know. <laughs> Which, I fall into that category. Same. So, what's up? How's your week been? I guess to anyone. My week's been weird, as you know. I had to fly back in the middle of the week. It threw me off. Boy, that Tuesday, flying back in on a Tuesday just threw me off. I think I begged you on the show completely. not to go to work that week, too. Cause you, you did. You left during the you Halloween. Did. And then I get a slack at 7.30 on Monday morning from the one person I'm training. <laughs> hey, I've been sick all weekend. Fucking idiot. Oh, I was, oh man. Man. I was so mad. And, it, you know, I mean, that day I felt bad because, of course, you made it a point to comment on when we, uh, Oksana had put up that we were watching Haunted Highway, which I'll tell you. So that day, of I, course, you're going to watch my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, we had to share the love. Me, we bro. did it for you. We talked about you. We had a little ceremony. Did it play well in front of a crowd? Um, 
so that day we did uh who who was the curator that made that five hour Halloween VHS oh, Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti. Shout out to Eddie Spaghetti. Um we watched that, which led into Trick or Treat, because I was like, that's kind of a throwaway, but people get mad if we don't watch it. I like Trick or Treat. It's great. It's there just was at least one person too who hasn't seen it before. Uh, there were like three. And it played it played well. Uh, people actually just sat down and watched that. Then we threw on Pumpkin Carver to carve jack o' lanterns. Oh man, which is uh, that film is just my favorite. And then uh, we went into what the hell did we watch after that? I think it was Haunted Highway. And you know, during Pumpkin Carver, people are just kind of like they're drinking, hanging out, doing whatever, mostly jumping in and out of that movie. Haunted Highway it grabbed people's attention. Really? Well, I think they were ready to like shit on it, and they're like, "Oh, what is this crap?" And you know how. The thing is, that's a quick-paced Bad Ben movie. All the other ones kind of like linger, and I I would get why people don't. It's quick-paced, and it's it is. Uh, it's constantly evolving. It's an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, uh, it moves. That movie it grabbed people's attention. So that's one of those films where people are talking, having a drink, and then they stop, and then they go sit down away from each other. Well, it's also one of it's one of his films where yeah, there is some backstory there because like. I had not seen the prior like three bad bins before I jumped into yeah. seven, and so I was a little lost. But anyone can jump in there, and you're good for sure. Also, um, if you're out there and you're like, "Man, maybe I should watch Haunted Highway," maybe don't. Uh, we might be showing it this year. That's a uh, exclusive for uh, people listening. You know right, what I mean? So, Randy, prepare. Yeah, Randy, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> and I, uh, we followed that up. What did we follow it up with? Oh, we watched uh, the my favorite Goosebumps hour-long made-for-TV movie, Don't Think About It, with Emily Osman. Nothing? You haven't seen that? Who is Emily Osman? Uh, she was Hannah Montana's best friend on Hannah Montana. Oh, she has nothing to do with the Osman? No, she's uh, related. Really? That's his sister, yeah. A s- no, she... Emily Osman, yeah. With Haley Jill? Yeah. No, not that one. I'm talking Donnie and Marie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I forgot. What I was thinking too. I forgot yeah. what decade you I came know. from. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were a boomer at heart. Haley Joel. Yeah, you know the the worst part of Tusk. <sighs> oh, he was in he was in the last season of Goliath. That uh, where was David? That terrible that terrible show with Billy Bob Thornton that I love. Um, okay, London back there, dude. <laughs> He's in it. They give him nothing to do. And he is in it for like maybe five minutes of the entire season. And it's just very strange. Yeah, but that cameo will bring millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got Haley Joel Osment? Yeah, it's like Brando, dude. You just pay him to be a Superman's dad. And yeah. And people know. will watch. I don't know. Do I? I feel like I have Haley Joel Osment face. No. <laughs> or I just look like a tired baby. I think he's got uh, eyes that are too close to each other. Oh, like a Jeep? From seeing all those dead people, you know. That's a good timely joke. <laughs> you know I've never seen that movie? Have, oh, don't watch it now. Well, it was spoiled, like, immediately. Wait, oh, somebody spoiled it for you? Okay, I don't <laughs> spoil movies. No, what are you talking about? I don't spoil movies. What was that movie that you told me somebody gets shot in the head and it's the end? Oh, Mogwai. <laughs> was that what it's called? Wild Indian. Oh, okay. I was like, Mogwai's a gremlin. Oh, is that, is that, is that, is that, what was his name? It was almost like Mogwai. Actually, speaking of Goliath, David, our cool friend name. from BNG, showed up and he was dressed like a, a Mogwai. It's yep. all coming back. He was. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of a cop out. Dude, by the way, uh, I so last Halloween, a week ago, last <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> it was last Halloween. I I was leaving, and then uh, literally, like they just came before I was about to leave. Oh, and I was like, hey, and they were like, hey, and that was it. Yeah, like thanks, guys. They're not the best. Uh, you know, in what a was, social what situation. Was Chris supposed to be? He I showed up. He's a forty-five-year-old man. Shows up with a Nerf gun. I'll I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so Chris from BFG, they do a lot of live streams. They're great, like technical guys. Like I I kind of if we start doing video, I want them to help build out this room. Uh, I'm not going to put a microphone in front of them though. And Chris, you're going to hate this. I guess he was a alternate costume of a video game character. I could not tell you what game or what character because my eyes rolled back in my head. <laughs> but I will tell you, he showed me a picture and it, yeah, they look a lot alike. Yay. But I know. <laughs> Yay. Exactly. That's why, dude, I'll tell you. So two people showed up, not in costume. Me and Oksana were ready. We have a, a closet of ghost face costumes <laughs> down there in different sizes. It's like if you're not in a costume, it was almost like eyes wide shut. Except you don't know who the killers are. Oh, instead of having uh, a closet full of slippers, we have a closet full of Halloween masks. Yeah, dude. I love that mask. Dude, it's a good costume. Why don't we have a mask cast? Of Wait, what? We do the show all in masks. Oh, because the audio would be a nightmare. I could see Randy leaning forward okay. about to say that. I mean, who honestly gives a shit? I'd, well, I, I mean, mean, if that's the gimmick, you know, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. True. And we did film four episodes of... Uh, Terrell's Blu-ray. I mean, I've YouTube been wearing thing. a mask for 35 years. Oh, you deep, I mean? dude. That was fucking raw. Oh, actually, you know what? Terrell, uh, on the new video, he's doing a giveaway of the 4K Scream release, which I guess, I'll tell you right now, he, he didn't mention on the show, but he's going to give away the Steelbook, too, next week. Ooh. So it's, it's yeah, he's he's leaning into YouTube. He's doing the like and subscribe thing for it. That, that Steelbook's going for 300 on an eBay already. So... I'm only into the Lexington Steelbook. You could buy it, flip it, and then get some crypto. Flip a Steelbook for some crypto? <laughs> God, it's the that's. Hey, look at your generation. <laughs> I'm talking about Donnie and Marie. You're talking about flipping Steelbooks for crypto, dude. I'm ushering in the AI. I'm ready for drive-throughs to be button operated. By the way, last week when I was uh, training, uh, I, I brought in a couple people. To kind of help out the new people. And, <laughs> what uh, are we talking about? Drugs? You're being no, very cryptic right no, now. Well, we're talking about crypto, so I got to be cryptic. Okay. <laughs> and this kid was looking up Shibu Inu, and I'm like, you too? Oh, Shibu. You fuck. The, the, the coin that I FOMO'd on twice hard. I had some real FUD going in, and then I got <laughs> out of it, and then it flipped big. <gasps> to, what? what you, oh, you're watching a football game. All right. Pick six, <laughs> baby. I don't even know what FUD means. Oh, you know what I just realized? I didn't set this up. Um, Randy, what did you do for Halloween? Uh, not much, actually. I kind of just stayed home, and then I went to bed early. My man. <laughs> Fucking checks out. I mean, you didn't watch a movie? Nothing? Not on Halloween, no. I watched a movie <sighs> the day after Halloween, which I will talk about later. Did you ever carve a jack-o'-lantern in your life? I have previously, okay. yeah. You I know, don't like getting messy. It's not you know? that bad. Also, it's like harvesting a uh, a good seed. My mom she what? bakes she bakes all the pumpkin seeds every year. Do we still have those? Yeah, they're in the fridge. Oh no. 
It's been a week now. Those don't last long. By the way, can you never say harvesting a good seed ever again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. She did take half of them home with her, so those were just like the pumpkins that were carved after they left. Ironically, there's a lot of zinc in those bad boys, too. All right. Can I can I have a controversial statement right now? Oh, no. Hell yeah. But just cut it out later, Randy. Pumpkins are bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I just want to be on the record. All right, well, you got to dive in a little bit. Okay, let me explain. So I think that we have an over-fatuation with pumpkins in this country. If you think about a pumpkin pie and pumpkin this, there's not pumpkin in there. Yeah, it's, it's mostly nutmeg, It's that no, flavor. It's, it's either sweet potatoes or it's fucking horse squash. Oh, I'm. I was actually thinking the other direction of like the flavor of pumpkin. If you have a real pumpkin pie, it tastes like fucking dog shit. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's a national treasure. No, it's a fucking marketing campaign. You all are suckers nah, by liking pumpkins. I'm a patriot. Because at the end of the day, pumpkins are fucking bullshit, and you're just being a part of the system. Stop being sheep and be fucking leaders of men. Right. I'm Clark Little. And next Halloween, I'll make sure to buy you a squash so you can live the true European yeah, tradition. Yeah, I'd rather have a squash. <laughs> It'd be Spaghetti more squash? I love a squash. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind. Spaghetti I, squash is kind of tight. Yeah. I just know... Pasta mm-hmm. um, substitution. Uh, zucchini. Ever had zucchini pasta? It's very good. I don't know. The squash jack... I'm not going to do... I'm not doing that. I was going to pull up a picture of a squash jack-o'-lantern. They look very white trash. Randy went to college on a squash scholarship. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't, yeah, what is that? Squash is a sport. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, you know squash, bro. You're very... You're into the niche sports market. Yeah, it's a very East Coast uh, sport. As are you. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm more I have more of a East Coast sense of humor. I've always been drawn more to the East Coast style of comedy. You're a big Boston guy. Um I think they're funnier than West Coast comedians as a whole. Yeah, I don't know enough. I wish I could weigh in here, but I don't know enough. And I think as a people, um look, by nature, Californians are not funny. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You know why? Because of the weather. You have nice weather. No, no, no. Because they're pretty. When you're pretty, you don't have to be funny. Not all Californians are pretty. I'm looking uh, at one Take right a now. look around this room, <laughs> baby. <laughs> How do you think Randy got married? All right? So, you know, I think that, well, he married himself, so, you know. Yeah, because he couldn't put the mirror down. He's the man in the mirror. He's doing coke off it, too. <laughs> all right, are you ready to start this thing officially? I'd only do Diet Coke. Because, you know, Randy drove in, but we fly in the, the VIP of this show. That is true. You ready to bring him in? Yep. All right. All right. Here we go. Good morning. It's November 6, 2021, and it's a Saturday. Day one of weekend projects. What are we going to cook up today? Oh. Methamphetamine. The answer is whatever we want. Oh. <laughs> Everyone, have a great day. Oh, did he say whatever? Yeah. What, what did you yeah. say there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't answer yeah, he me. He said whatever. Also, was it just me or did he sound really breathy in that? He was oh, no, heavily no. breathing into the microphone. He, he's today. got the old man mouth going where he's kind of like, I don't want the old man mouth. 
Yeah, you know. I, oh God. It, you know, our country's so funny. We like to elect uh, very old people. Like, and I'm not just talking about Biden. Like, everyone is fucking old. A lot of them, they get that like, like, oh I man, that old man. Now. Like their, like their dentures are moving around in their mouth. I know, just old, dry mouth. Oh, oh. <laughs> what Horrible. if Lynch goes Schrader? Lynch, Schrader has a solid 100 pounds on David Lynch. True. Like, Schrader has, like, no neck now. <laughs> it's just straight chin to tit for him. <laughs> oh, I got to watch The Canyons, dude. Have Do you, ever, you? You've never seen The Canyons? I own it. Did you see it? I've seen it, yeah. I've not heard a single soul like that movie. Did you make it through the movie? I did, but I do not remember it very much other than not really appreciating it. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's got James Dean in it, and why would we want to watch James Dean unless he pulls his you know, thick pecker out? Oh, the porn guy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they dug him up? <laughs> I think James Dean is casted in a uh, upcoming movie where they're going to like- uh, Dig him up? Deep fake him. Oh, Why? I don't know. I don't know what the movie's called, but I heard about that a while ago. Who was that for? You know, a lot of the time when I think about this podcast, we do, we do a thing where me and Clark were talking about. It's kind of like comedy. It's kind of horror. But we do a lot of like, like especially you, Randy, we do foreign and art house film. It's like, who's it? Who's that for? Like, who is that audience besides us in this room? <laughs> and when you're deep faking James Dean, who the fuck is that for? I don't know anybody that would be pumped about that. Like, no. dude, James Dean. Because you'd have to be like pro technology, kind of like invasive holographic technology, and pro like what ancient Hollywood stars. Like, yeah, it is a weird crossover. The, yeah. That Venn diagram is just well. We're getting to the point where we're not going to need actors anymore. Yeah, but why dig up the old ones? Like, especially a Dean. I'm telling you, Hollywood is dying, dude. Although you know what? In my head, I imagine we get uh, the new Batman. And James Dean on stage to do like a WB frog, like cane and top hat dance. Where they're kind of like playing off each other. I think that'd be fun. What's his name? I can't remember his name. The frog? No, the dude uh, in um, the, that Cronenberg loves. He's the new Batman. Robert Pattinson. There we go. Or what, is, uh, what did Chris from BFG call him? Oh, I don't know. Patterson, he kept calling him. Oh yeah, yeah, he was calling him. Patterson yeah. might be. I can't yeah. remember. Wow, that was a long time ago. I know. But I'm surprised I, you remember that. I don't forget stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, a lot of shout outs to like a dead Twitch. Pretty much, they don't do much anymore. I'm very good with my references. I know. Okay. All right. Let's get back on track here. All right. Because uh, it's the return of. What? You had a lot of vigor in that one. That was a uh, old man mouth edition. <laughs> I wish I appreciated that when you did it, but I'm not going to ask you to redo it. All right. What? What? God damn it. I just asked you about the socks. On what number are we on? 18? I think it's the 18th. I'm not going to check. Oh, Alice Cooper. Oh, I'm 18. Oh, good and job. I'm 18. Uh, Randy, Alice Cooper uh-huh. is a musician. <laughs> I'm aware. He actually played a uh, music festival I went to a couple weekends ago, and I did not see him play. Why? Uh, I think I was watching Idols. Okay. Idols is tight. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. Russell, have you ever seen Alice Cooper in concert? Uh, no, I, I've seen videos, though. I have. And also, may I say, maybe the worst concert I've ever seen. Well, I have eaten at his restaurant. <laughs> 
And may I say, oh, in Scottsdale, Arizona? maybe the worst restaurant I've ever really? met. I think we went together. We went, yeah, yeah. in Arizona. Uh, did you I have remember fun? it smelling weird there <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> That's it all did. I really remember. It smelled like old hoagies and cigarettes. No, kind of oh, like I, I love room. it. Kind of <laughs> like how I smell all the time now. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Where's his restaurant? Is it in the ballpark? What? I thought he's it's, got a restaurant in the... It's downtown in the, adjacent. Somewhere. Okay. Oh, it's downtown. Did you hear me? I went, what? What? Dude, I'm I'm Lynchian now. That's how uh, you should describe me to everybody. All right, TBR. It's very Lynchian. Lynchian. Are you ready for it now? Yeah. All right, Thomas Burke. <laughs> now, okay, I've um been on hiatus for three weeks with the TBR, and if I'm yeah, honest... Yeah, what the fuck? Well, we were busy. I wanted to do a lot for Halloween, and... Honestly, I was kind of struggling with what I wanted to cover when talking about this film. And um, really, I think I'm going to let Thomas do the heavy lifting. So I'm going to read from his email. He starts, uh, allow me to recommend one of my favorite movies of the year from writer-director Robbie Banfinch called The Outwaters. Four travelers encounter menacing phenomenon while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave Desert. Honestly, there's so much to unpack with this movie, and I wish I could preface by saying some of that here. But I really don't want to spoil anything because this film is fantastic. It's loaded with mystery, so it's better to just watch the trailer and go in blind. Now, let me jump in here. Don't watch the trailer because I feel like you're disqualified from going in blind if you do. It has an innovative story structure, authentic scares, science fiction elements, and to put it simply, protagonists that are likable. Uh, which, uh, this is me again, Russell talking, is kind of rare for found footage films. It's also kind of rare for this neighborhood, as we are hearing. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's actually going to pick up. I don't know, but it sounds like Bonnaroo outside. And these <laughs> are definitely not protagonists that I like. Hold on. I think it's fine. I'm not hearing anything through the I know, but I kind of want to pick it up now that Clark talked about it. Oxane, can you move your mic up there? I'm going to turn the gain up. Again, we live in a rural court. And uh, this never happens until we hit record on this damn podcast. <laughs> Although, if you're one of the oh, if you're one of the true ones, and you were back there four years ago when we were recording in the oh. garage, and we had the garage door open, and we could hear the neighbors taking out the garbage cans. I kind of like the street noise though, and then like Me the too. random motorcycle races that would happen on that street. Yeah, and there were like sometimes it'd be like a you could tell they were like a new couple. They had that energy, and they'd be walking by and. We're just like, okay. And then the old ladies collecting bottles out of people's trash cans. Yeah. Also, we should remove all those shows from the internet because I bet they were terrible. So don't go back and check it out. Anyway, back to Thomas Burke. Despite a shoestring budget of roughly $6,000, this film accomplishes a lot with very little. It honestly surprised me that both the budget and the crew were able to achieve what they did with this. The Outwaters isn't a film for any kind of target audience. I believe it will be enjoyable for anybody interested in mystery, sci-fi, and horror, whether a found footage fan or not. At the time I'm writing this, The Outwaters has yet to be released, but keep your eyes peeled because as we draw closer to the end of the year, it might just start making its way into people's radars. Follow them on both Facebook and Twitter, and uh, you'll be up to date. Um, he's all the best, Thomas Burke. Now, here's the thing. I don't like covering films that aren't available. I just, I don't, I don't think a lot of people have the mental, like, uh, capacity to hold on to, like, all this random information. And I, I think he did a good job of articulating the problem I had with covering this film. There's not a lot on paper here, but the experience is worth, uh, the ride. It's very emotional. He's correct. Um, 
when he's talking about them having no money, when you jump into this film, it looks like a studio produced this movie. It's just got clarity. Everything is very visually. Is this a thousand dollars? Six thousand. I think. I, I believe. Um, it just it looks good. Again, we're not doing anything crazy here, so it's not like they rented a I don't know amusement park or anything. It's people hanging out at home. Uh, it feels very authentic, and the yeah, just the clarity. It looks like it could be released in 4K. Now, the thing that I like, if you remember one thing about the Outwaters, I actually disagree with Thomas. I don't think this is for anybody. I think this is for the crowd that likes a um, harder to swallow found footage movie. I think this one demands more of its audience. It's got a very um, a very oh, what would you call it? Where a movie has a three act structure like most do, but each one is like vastly different. Because that's what we're doing here. Anthology. No, it it tonally they're different. Because, again, imagine some kids going out to film a music video in the desert. And then Act 2 is kind of a spiral. But Act 3 pushes it even farther. I mean, it gets really, like, metaphysical. We do a lot of... Um, metaphysical. Oh, you have to do it twice if you're going to do that. Metaphysical. It's a, that's a new app on the Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Now, there's a lot of running around in the desert, which, again, at night is pitch black with, you know, light from a mounted camera. If you're into that, like, exploration in found footage, like I am, again, as the person who programmed Boots on the Ground at Year One and Off, you know, you get a kick out of it. I should mention, when we were watching this, uh, because, again, part of the... the what we really get paid for in this show is screeners and we get to watch this stuff early so we were watching it and Terrell came over I believe we were about to shoot one of his Blu-ray Tuesdays and he walked in sat down and was like what the hell are you guys watching and I looked at Oksana I'm like you know I really I don't know how we got here because there, <laughs> there are a couple moments in that movie that are like seamless transitions into a different dimension not literally but you know, when you turn around, you're like, I don't know how we ended up here, which I think is a hallmark of any good descent into darkness. Pardon the the film title pun um, film. And uh, yeah, I, I I highly recommend it. I. um, Yeah, I don't know anything about its future release, but I'll definitely keep an eye out. And I hesitate even saying that because we're so bad at that. Like, I feel like I throw that out all the time. Like, Hey, we'll keep you up to date, but we don't. Can we like I know Oxon I'm turning I've, to you. I've actually been following this one so All right. Hopefully. So when we when we get an inkling of like where it might play or something, can you remind me and I'll I'll put it and we'll like throw it up in the intro stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but the the Outwaters, I mean, it's cool and it's not for everybody. It's kind of like the new paranormal when we talked about that. Like uh, me and Clark, we love found footage. We completely disagreed on that movie. Yeah. The difference is you got to flip the narrative of the film where that film was made for a general audience. I think this one's made for a specific, like Please hardcore found footage. Sign group. me up. I know. And fuck the new paranormal. Okay. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, this concludes the TBR report. Brandon, did you see that sellout piece of shit? The new paranormal? Correct. No, I, think- I still think I've only seen the first two. And as a film Three's historian, good. I think uh, you can get something out of those, right? They're a hallmark yeah. of culture. I like three. You know, also, I'm uh, 
I I didn't want to. I made a point not to mention in that TBR coverage to call it Lovecraftian. Yeah. But uh You call everything Lovecraftian. I, and I hate the it's a fucking catch all and it's whack. Yeah. But this film definitely feels like there's some greater old ones out there. So I feel like I should have. Whatever. Do you know what a greater old one is? No. <laughs> it's part of yeah. It's Lovecraftian shit. Yeah, well, Shit sucks. You lost both of us. <laughs> well, Clark, you'd be into it. Uh, Lovecraft, you know, people are mad at him now because he was a little racist. And I would love that. Yeah. Is that the joke? That's the joke. It's not even a joke. I know. It's real. That's, the, <laughs> that's why it hurts so see, much. See what happens? I take your bullshit and I put a, no, little no, bit no. Of, put a little bit of gold on there. Nah. It's still shit. But it's a little shiny. There's, there's no cow manure. In my metaphor or analogy, I'm not sure which, there's a uh, baseball. And what I do is I provide the tea. And then you step up and you... Uh, what are we, children? You crack it out of the park. Tea ball? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not children, you know. You never played baseball in your life. I played both tea ball and base. I was not great at baseball. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like everybody looking at me when I'm on the plate. Also, I threw uh, I threw sidearm, and uh, whoo, you would you can't crowd the plate with the sidearm because I'll would. fucking hit you even when I'm not trying to. I was a terrible pitcher, but I I wanted to be a good pitcher. Um, but but it, you're built to be a catcher. It, it re- I am, but I refused, refused <laughs> to be a catcher, refused. Um, so I was a third baseman. Why are big dudes catchers? I don't get it. I feel like their knees well, they, would get blown out quicker. They shouldn't be. Yeah, I was like, I'm not fucking squatting down. I was like, well, this, okay, again, this is like this is how you take a shit in Asia. Why am I? <laughs> again, you know what I mean. Welcome to the Overlook Hour, where we cover uh, sports talk, especially t-ball and baseball. But no, really, like, if why do the big dudes? Is it because so people can't run through them when they're running home? No, because it's uh, they need something to do. That's why. Now, oh, fair point. Now, the other thing. Like Panda is, and shit? Is yeah. he a catcher? By the way, he talks about. He talks about. About film? He's a big David Lynch fan. Oh, when you said Panda, I immediately thought of Chuggy. Oh, Because no. he's the wandering Panda. No, okay. Again, uh, that's. Uh, to keep with the, metaf- the, the baseball metaphor, it's a little inside baseball there. Yeah. Actually, we uh, made a pact together off mic to not talk about Chuggy. I know, but that's why you mentioned it. So I no, I meant Panda the baseball I player. Pablo Sandoval. He's third baseman. Uh, oh, ooh, third base. I thought, is he a heavy dude? Yeah, big. Uh, and he's playing third base? Yeah. Oh. Corner infielder. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you can have your, your slower. You're right. Your mud turtles on the corners, as, I, as they call them. I was thinking of a shortstop. I'm like, what? They oh, got him as shortstop? Definitely not. No. Yeah. Also. Uh, but the shortstop of our lineup is Randy Michael Staff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Speaking of sports, uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, World Series win parade was on yesterday oh, as we record. You Congratulations. Didn't to, you didn't go to the parade, dude? I did not, no. Oh, then where did you get with all that your, gear you're with wearing? With your Dansby <laughs> Swanson jersey? Yep, he's uh, one of my favorites uh, behind you know all the other ones that are great. Sure. Um, all right, Randy. Yeah, he's probably one of my favorites. Give Randy us a, Freeman. Give us the uh, Tomahawk Chop chant, Randy. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Come on. You don't want to do it? I heard everybody was doing it. It's pretty simple. I hear it's racist. (laughs) You're racist. You know what's funny? One of the podcasts I listen to, shout out to Kane is Dead. He's a uh, Native American fella. Or, you know, call him indigenous people. makes him very angry. Uh, 
he talks about this shit all the time. He's like, I'll tell you right now, the tribe meetings we have, nobody gives a fuck. He's like, stop putting that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So go ahead and do it. I just gave you the clear. I don't know what, what they say when they do it, but I know the chop. Oh, Clark was about to. Don't oh, do it. Don't, oh, I'm going to cut his I'm gonna, oh. Nope, I had to cut his mic. I spared the audience. All right, Randy, quick, talk about your movie. Yeah, so now is the uh, portion of the show where I talk about a 30-year-old film <laughs> that everyone has seen. Are you it, back on the... On what? He's back. Who's back? Ferrara. Oh, yeah. I'm back on a uh, Abel Ferrara kick because um, Videodrome uh, in Atlanta, the only video store slash one of the coolest video stores I've ever been to, uh, has quite the Abel Ferrara selection. What the fuck? Are they a sponsor? What's going on here? They are going to be soon. <laughs> I love the name. I mean, it's yeah. perfect. It's a rad uh, store. And yeah, I... Uh, Wanted to check out um, his Body Snatchers. So I rented Body Snatchers um, from 1993. This is also the third time that um, Body Snatchers has been made. I haven't seen the original. I've seen the like 78 version. With Donald Sutherland? Yeah. I like that one. I think I saw it on TCM like a couple years ago. It was pretty pretty good. The Nicole Kidman? You didn't see that one? I don't think so, With the cool little human-faced dog? Heart-shaped box. How many? <laughs> is, wait, how many the is there? Is there four? <laughs> oh yeah, this. When did the Nicole Kidman one come out? Wait, wasn't that Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Didn't they do that in like two thousand eight no or something? Idea yeah, yeah I guess there's probably four then. So that probably came out after this. Am I thinking of something completely different? Probably. Hold on, right, um, Randy can do. But yeah, it's a yeah, remake of the uh, same movie that's been made twice before. But uh, the plot is centered around um, essentially there's this military base in Alabama. Oh. Um, where people are working there are being replaced um, by a uh, an identical uh, lifelike creature, but it's kind of like a, a plant-like uh, pod uh, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, the duplicates are, you know, identical to what the person uh, looks like, except for they, they talk and look kind of like me, a.k.a. has no emotion. <laughs> um, and are very like monotone so you can like maybe sort of snuff out if someone is uh, had maybe been cloned before but um, yeah this is uh, really good actually I like this uh, a lot it's actually pretty gross the effects um, of the body snatching are very effective um, His he does some like pretty cool stuff with the camera it's pretty like voyeuristic like the camera um, will move and like kind of do like pans, but like really, really slow pans that just like add a very sort of like a creepy element to it. Peter Pans? Pans Labyrinth. Um, but yeah, a lot of God, a lot of people in this. You got, <laughs> you got Arlie Ermey in this. You got a Forrest Whitaker. You got we a got Meg Arlie Tilly. Ermey in this? Yeah, he plays one of the military You people. skipped over Fortis, Forrest Whitaker, Clark. You don't like him? I know what I'm doing. They got fucking ghost dog in the army, dude. I know. I don't like Forrest Whitaker because I, I share too many similarities with Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Other than the eye, what else? Uh... Sex drive. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Randy, I've never seen this movie. Um, It's one of those films where my parents, like my mom's a big horror fan, and she would buy a bunch of movies. Like she used to go to Costco and just buy any horror film they had. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like I just took everything out of their collection that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, And uh, this is one of those movies. I've had it forever. I'm looking through it on IMDb. I've never watched it. Oh, wow. 
I think you sold me though. I think we're going to need to watch it. Yeah, it um it doesn't necessarily feel like an Abel Ferrara film, but it's not like a bad thing. It kind of just feels like he may have been like at a place in his career where like people were kind of like investing in him and like kind of wanted him to do like sort of a bigger like less gritty movie. Yeah. Um but it's still it's still plenty effective and and gross. Is this post uh Bad Lieutenant? Cuz Bad Lieutenant was what 92? I think so, yeah. This Must is be. follow-up. By yeah. the way, um, yes, to confirm, I was correct. Thank you very much. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig was in a movie in 2007 called The Invasion. Oh, dude. Oh, which yeah. is based upon Wait, I haven't novel, seen that, but the now I'm picturing it. Who cares about that? I know what you should be for Halloween next year. Who? Me? Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Guy Ferrara. Yeah, I know. You're thinking about it. You're like, how could you tie that together uh, in yeah. a visual buffet? Just Guy Fieri with just bags under his eyes. Or you could have like a camera on your shoulder. A fucking smack hat. Dude, if you were if you're Guy Fieri, but you were like decked out to go make a movie, that dude, it would work. And then you could get that goatee and that bandana. I mean, it's possible. No, it's one of those. It would it would be striking. It would, it would only work. You'd have to do a voice. You'd have to do like an Abel Ferrara voice. I'd like have to do an Abel Ferrara voice, voice, but then talk about like food. Yeah. Also, yeah, um, someone would have to, you know, accompany me as Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. And he would be Flavortown. <laughs> and then that would work. No, somebody could accompany you and be Artie, and you could be on the pod. <laughs> Shout out to Artie Lang's sure. podcast. He's back. back. Artie's back, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No but- video, because his nose is fucked up. <laughs> Because video killed the radio star, and he wants video to survive. Artie Lang. All right, that's it. That's all you got. That's all I got. I haven't watched much. You watch anything else? Um, what? No? He, that was good coverage. Right. You were just watching the fucking football game. Yeah, well, we're fucking <laughs> crushing it right now. <laughs> um, we're one and seven. We need everything we can take this year. <laughs> now, Randy, have you caught up? Have you watched? Uh huh. The return which I don't think anyone's asking for, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I have. Thoughts? It's okay. I feel like there's a, a plot element in it that he's already kind of done before. I'm so over it. Really? I'm so over it. <laughs> I feel like even for me, a bad episode or season of Curb is still enjoyable, so I'll watch it. I'm having a tough time so far in two episodes in. Now, I enjoyed having Albert Brooks in, and yeah. I don't know if he's going to pop in. Also, it's weird that um, one Einstein brother dies and they bring in the other one <laughs> because Super Dave is Albert Brooks' yeah. brother and they never address his death. And now just Albert Brooks shows up who has a funeral for himself as he's mm-hmm. alive. But the reveal is is that everyone turns on him at his alive funeral because he is a COVID hoarder. All right. I got a dumb question. Any relation to Mel? All right. This is the last episode of the show. No. Do you honestly not know Albert Brooks? No, and I got a better idea for uh, Larry David. You know what he needs to do? The odd couple. He'll bring that back. He plays a Republican across from his cousin, Bernie Sanders. I'm so... They live together. I'm over it. It, They're hiding from the Proud Boys. No, that wouldn't work. It's become... It's... The show is a parody of itself at this point. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like been that way for the last not not, several yeah. seasons. not a parody he's plagiarizing himself 
it's both of those. It's things. a weaker version. It's both of those things. Honestly, like, but no, he's he's gotten out of control. I'm over it. Yeah. I almost feel like Leon might leave for part of the season too. <laughs> yeah, but he's he jumped in that terrible uh, animated show that I can't watch. Oh, that you made me watch a minute of. Yeah, and you were like, no, hey, it was whatever. I mean, it looks like everything else right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk about the only thing I watched this week, which is one of the few things that you watched this week. Other than porn. That's a, a tagline from uh, Phil Hendry. Oh, okay. He says this, uh, his backstage pass is the best value of the internet other than porn. Oh, okay. I hear him say that every day as I listen to him every single day. Do you listen to podcasts every day? Yeah. I listen to two things. Nope, I don't. That have shows every day. Every day? Every day. No, I don't do the One weekend. One is a terrible AM radio show about uh, local colleges. Wait, AM radio isn't a podcast. No, but they release it as a, po- a podcast Okay, format. all right, that counts. Oh, it is the worst show in the history of radio. Yeah, and no. And I listen every day. No, no, I don't. Yeah, the weekend, I'm, I'm free. Oh, no, that's not... The recording artist? Yeah, <laughs> the weekend has been freed. They let him out of Guantanamo. I'm very happy. All right. <laughs> Jim Cummings, who we are a fan of on this show. Halloween Kills. Has a, yes, Halloween <laughs> Kills on Jim Cummings. Well, the real question is when you tee up a Jim Cummings, is he playing a cup? Well, interesting enough. Right? So, we, we got Thunder Road. What was the other one? I can never remember the White Wolf, Wolf of. Wolf of Snow Hollow, dude. And then Halloween Kills. He's, that character right. has just made it through. The Holy Trinity. Uh, Jim Cummings' new film, The Beta Test, which he co-wrote and co-directed with PJ McCabe, came out yesterday. Uh, We watched this last night. Um, A married Hollywood agent receives a mysterious letter for an anonymous sexual encounter and becomes ensnared in a sinister world of lying, infidelity, and digital data. Edgy. So, um... Broad strokes, I really enjoyed the beta test. Jim Cummings is not a cop, but impersonates a cop. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, he's got a good cop thing going. I just really like seeing Jim Cummings on screen. I like his weird energy that is sort of... He does hit pockets of Jim Carrey. Yeah. Did you hit? Yeah. And we got some of that last night. And his physicality is not too far off from that either. Um, when, I, when I realized it, I was kind of like, I went, oh, I don't know why. I don't like it. So this is his <laughs> most um, biting social commentary that we've seen from him. And this is a direct hit at the movie industry per se now jim cummings now the reason why obviously you know we're, we're big fans of jim cummings because he's talented and you know we, we like his work but also um he is a luminary in the in the independent film world and he produces a lot of independent film he's a a enormous cheerleader for independent film independent horror and um He's trying to take a shot at the industry in this uh, particular... He's taking a shot at the industry, taking a shot at Los Angeles, and just the vapid nature therein. 
and I think that it succeeds. I think that this is a a pretty bold um, story that he's telling. It gets pretty involved, and it turns into a whodunit of sorts and uh, becomes sort of a detective thing, but it's all done through the very... So his character, he plays a Hollywood agent, and agents are slowly dying out. Um, the industry is becoming less reliant on agents making deals, and he is just a Hollywood scumbag, and he feels that pressure, um, which is a constant uh, point of reference as he is just chugging Pepto-Bismol uh, throughout the entirety of the film. Um but I, I don't know. I really liked the just the the biting satire of everything. There's some slapsticky moments. Tonally, it's I the the face you're giving me right now. I'm, I'm I curious just how I, you're gonna because I don't know where you land on this. Oh, also, I was yeah. I was laughing consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, the tone works for me, but it is an interesting. And I immediately wanted to watch it again to try to, you know, um, really get into the flow of it because it um, it does jump around a little bit. Jump around. Um, yes, it, it jump house around. of pains. <laughs> All right, it house of pains. No, no, keep going because you're going to describe the tone, and that's where I'm like, I really want to hear how you package it. Well, I don't know if I can. Um, that's fair. I kind of, I didn't think you could. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If, if you don't know Jim Cummings, uh, don't start here. I think Clark likes this movie and I'm looking at you, Randy, because it's fucking avant-garde. It's weird. He's got, you know how everybody was kind of like having trouble swallowing malignant and it's just, you're like, I don't know if this is bad or what it is. It's got like. It doesn't wear its influences very clearly. Like, this film feels incredibly modern. How do you think this is being received by the critics? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I bet they hate it. 100%. Really? <laughs> you know... It was. I don't know. Jim Cummings, to me, looks like a dude that uh, would instantly get pegged as, like, some alt-right weirdo. Because he keeps playing, like, cops, and, you know, he's always, like, struggling with alcoholic... Um, Actually, all of his films, I think, have some sort of like weird codependency going on with like a uh, some sort of Band-Aid effect on trauma. And he's never a good domestic partner. He's always a shitty like husband or boyfriend. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I mean, power to him. I think he's an incredible actor. I do think in this film uh, he kind of showed like a one note, though, where he, he does that like explosive monologue so well yeah and in this film i'm like i haven't seen thunder road i've seen the short but i'm like man it felt a lot like that where he's really good at doing a like one take high energy emotional rant well in thunder so in thunder road and wolf of snow hollow the character is very similar yeah and i feel like that was on purpose because they're both drunks well, and they're both cops, and they're both dealing and with... And here, like, he is a recovering drunk. Well, you know, in, in both those films, it's a um, person who works... You know, he's service industry. He works for the government, local government. But he hasn't even come to grips with his own personal life. So it's like, how much can you help people when you are when you need help? Yeah. And I'm like, th- that theme running through both those movies, 
It's super interesting because Thunder Road, what is a drama, and then uh, Snow Hollow is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, and it's like you kind of get to see how horror movies get to amp up emotion and kind of work with like a lot more tools. But yeah, in this one, man, a lot of the time I couldn't, like, I can't help but try and understand where uh, the movie's coming from, like the craft. And I mean, it's a beautiful film. Everybody's great in it. The story's really fucking weird because they're making a like statement about like social media and how we interact with shit online and what it's like a Hollywood agent learning the hard way, like like to a fantastical level, the hard way of how the Internet works. Like what a weird movie. I think this is his best character that he's done. And I am pretty solid in that. I think that there's the most depth to this character. Yeah. Um, with with the other and you know and again I'm a big fan of of Thunder Road and and Wolf of Snow Hollow but I really enjoyed seeing um, he just really fit into that whole agent thing of like he's going, oh yeah he's going to mold things his way for sure and so like there are several instances where he is talking with some uh, he's talking with a hotel desk clerk he is talking with his security at his apartment complex and um, he starts one way he realizes that it's he's failing he's like okay take two and then he comes at it from a completely different angle to try to get his way. And then he will do take three. And because he's he's trying to throw everything he can to get whatever um, he can to get his advantage. It's interesting that you say that because now I'm thinking it's almost like a statement on performative authority. Because, you know, like in the industry, he was an authority. But there's like a subplot to this film where he's really shitty to everybody who works under him. And uh, they all justify it. They're just like, well, it's Hollywood. That's what you get. Jacqueline's great. But then he rolls out into like regular life and he tries to like in his head, he relates himself to a cop. Like I'm an authority here and all the doors should be unlocked for me. And like people just aren't buying it. Yeah. And I, I, there, there's got to be a weird commentary there. You know, I, of, I often think if we did a one movie a week kind of like podcast, we could like dive into that stuff. But uh there's, yeah, there's a lot to chew on here. It sort of turns into a procedural. Kind of. But it's so it, always weirder than that. Because yeah. remember in the beginning, like if you're rolling, if your eyes are glazing over right now and you're like, I don't know, I'm not really on this. I, I came here for horror. Just know that this movie opens with yeah. a knife to the throat that terrified Clark. It, also, it shocked me, but in a way where it's like, you know, you get in a car crash and then you walk out of the car and like two minutes later you realize you were in a car crash. It was like that. It was like. Wow. But I mean, Oksana, how how effective was that throat stab? It was so quick. I I (laughs) felt like I got stabbed a little bit. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, so the the interesting thing about trying to articulate this film is it's just like, it's such a blender of a movie. Like, it's horror, drama, art house. I mean... Black comedy. Where did we read... Was that on um, Amazon Prime? Because we rented it for like $5. Yeah. I think they they broke it down as like thriller, comedy, art house. Yeah. It was like fucking weird. But you... It's very important. There's a art house vibe there. Yeah, no. I I liked it. Yeah. And I was laughing. I don't know why you thought I wasn't laughing. You were laughing as much as me. 
Well, you know, as a comedian, uh, sometimes I can appreciate a joke without having a external laugh. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, no, you bring up a good point. I do that with stand-up all the time. I was joking. I was making fun of you there. No, I do that with stand-up. Um, I know it, you do. That was my joke. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> but I don't do that with movies. I'll laugh at movies. Um, for me to die laughing at a stand-up bit, is that's rare. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. As uh, So we watched this movie together, and you were like, why aren't you laughing? That's how people feel when they watch comedy with you. It's like, hey, let's have fun. This is a communal experience. No, no. Yeah, no, when we... Um, when I went to Salt Lake City and uh, saw Mark Maron with Amanda, she was like, you're not a big laugher, are you? Amanda Bynes? Yes, I went with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> How's she doing? doing? Well. She's got okay. <laughs> another face piercing. Dude, I love Amanda Bynes. Shout out. She's a regular listener, I'm sure. <laughs> Bring in the dancing lobsters. Oh, damn. I, I didn't think you could pull a reference. I know shit, bro. All right. Uh, yeah, beta test. Man, honestly, I, I loved it. Um, it is it is a strange movie, but good. It's in a good way. Yeah. Also, Certainly. beta test. I thought that was a playoff of like alpha male. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like Randy has to step up and murder somebody. <laughs> but instead, now I think it's a, a Randy movie where it's like about it boring it's shit. It's a hundred percent. You ruined my joke. If you were going to ask me if I was going to see it, I was going to say that no, I already took the beta test and passed. Oh shit! <laughs> and also, hey. Can we all congratulate me for not spoiling this movie? Thank yeah, you, you did very a good much. job. There is a lot more to this yeah, film. When yeah, what I'm trying to avoid. Cool. It did play in Atlanta last night, but the showtime was at 9.30, so I decided that was way too late for me to see it. <laughs> also, for the record, uh, Jim Cummings smokes in this. And it's tight. By the way, I love the use of vapes in this were great. They used the most obnoxious vapes possible. And everyone's vaping, and it's it's so great. And they're hiding it too. It's I love a it. lot of hiding. That's a that's a great. There, there's so many good small things in this. Honestly, it, it it I may watch this again today. I I really enjoyed it. Um, hey, the rental's still good. Honestly, it's a dense film. There's it's there's a lot going on here, man. Yeah, if you watch it downstairs, I think it's good for another two days. Oh, tight. Yeah. So I mean, unless you want to give them another what six dollars, not bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll support Jimmy C. Who, right. who refuses to answer our emails. Oh, really? Yeah. Roxanne's emailed him like 37 times. She just told you that. Daily. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, now I'm going to bring it home with the best movie of the week. I don't know. I don't know why I opened up that way. Uh, we had another rental off of Amazon Prime. Another $6. This one again. Ooh, y'all getting, y'all feeling fancy oh, last man. night. You know, that. Just uh, throwing money around. Shibuinu, you, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <laughs> fucking hard, dude. What's, what's it at now? I don't know. I don't, I have like 12,000 tokens in there. We're not talking about crypto. Uh, although if I don't do hit it big. Hey, don't doge my question. If, oh my God. <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? Oh now. I uh, watched the movie again because Clark turned me on to the director team. Do you have any idea? If you say Benson Moorhead, I'm going to walk out of this motherfucking room. <laughs> it's Alexander and Julian. Yeah! Do you know who they are? Yeah! What'd they do? The movie I like. What movie? Inside. Oh, there you go. Damn it. I, th- I totally thought you were faking that. Also, what was it? Candisha. And Candisha, I yeah. I like Candisha. Me too. Most people do not like Candisha. I don't know. Randy is not most people. And Randy thought it Robbie was okay. Robbie didn't like it. Yeah. 
Okay. No talking about friends on the show, Just especially sorry. if they don't like the fucking movie. Candisha's good. Also, uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie Smith, uh, former guest of the show, uh, we still have that Halloween merch up there. <laughs> I've been using the coffee mug. Dude, get it for... Yeah, Randy. So go I'm, ahead. Wait, hold on. Randy's going to do a commercial for a Halloween merch. The coffee mug. Uh, go ahead, Randy. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, they're uh, good mugs. Uh, they're good for coffee or water or whatever you want to drink out of them. Pour some booze in there if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> Dude. Could, could, Randy, uh, hi, Clark Little here. Uh, first yes, time, sir. long time. Um, could I possibly use them at, for an ashtray? Uh, you definitely could, yeah. I would, I would uh, suggest... Uh, emptying it of any liquids before you put ash in it, though. Okay, great. All also, right. That's also, a... can I smoke in here right now? <laughs> uh, that's not up to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Robbie Smith. Again, he made that art for us. I'm going to take it down eventually. I I really uh, dropped the ball on that one. So get it while you can. Anyway. So uh, are you going to watch all their movies except for their most famous? I, I've seen it before. I just You haven't seen Inside. Yeah, I did. Because I knew about that cool scene where the camera pulls back and there's somebody there. And you're like, fuck, I didn't see him for like five minutes while the camera was pulling back. That's not the movie. Uh, there's a Preggers person. Yes. Okay. I, maybe I haven't seen the movie. I can't <laughs> remember. Anyway, I watched The Deep House. The Deep House. Do you know what that is? No idea. Let me go ahead. <laughs> all right. I knew this moment was going to come. We've talked I, about it on this show. No, no, it's fine. This is the bit now. History has shown that that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Especially when it's football season. Correct. Now, here's the thing. I got to slow my heart rate so I can uh, do this one sentence in one go here on IMDb. You ready? All right, so uh, the Deep House. A young and modern couple who go to France to explore an underwater house and share their findings on social media undergo a serious change of plans when the couple enter the interior of a strange house located at the bottom of the lake and their presence awakens a dark spirit that haunts the house, period. I wanted oh. to watch this. <laughs> Whew. What time but did y'all watch this? The kettlebell really uh, like been helping midnight? me out there. Did y'all watch it at like midnight? Yeah, it was like an hour after you went to bed. Right. Yeah. Past. We did some work and then yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's a hybrid film. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of found footage, a little bit, a little bit of traditional Hollywood cinema, a little bit, and then Monica we go back to my... found footage. This movie is a fucking trip. Now, you know, you know what? Fuck it. Let's pull the curtain back. I'm I'm kind of tempted to bring this up in a meeting and be like, maybe we should try and show this one. I definitely thought about a meeting, an AA meeting. An AA, yeah, the AA. <laughs> they're gonna be like, we think you're in the wrong place, That's man. Right. This is a church. We don't talk about haunted houses under the water. You could you could never be a friend of Bill W. Who's that? That's what you call if you're in in AA, dude. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not actually in AA. I'm sorry. I should be though. Now, <laughs> this movie. Dude, it's a fucking trip. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking of pitching it because, dude, you know, you didn't like Paranormal Activity 7, which was aimed at a general market and because had it's a, a budget. Shit. It's a well, sellout and it's fucking uh, insulting. Well, here, here's the thing. I think one of the main problems, too, that I've heard a couple people have is that they break format. Well, in this film, it's very clear that it's not just a found footage movie. So here, let me. So there's a couple. And they're vloggers. And um, it opens up with uh, footage that they had in the past of them going through like an abandoned hospital. It's fucking entertaining. It's just well shot. The people are likable. And they, I don't know, it feels authentic. Then cut to modern time. And it's a traditional movie. Uh, We have a girl practicing holding her breath in a bathtub. Oh, 
I wrote down a thing. This this should be a new thing. There was a uh, non-tit nip slip. I'm sorry? Non-tit nip slip. I don't even know how to process It's that. a non-titillating nipple slippage. Oh, okay. I thought when you say tit and nip in the same. like it's, Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be confusing. Okay, thank That's you so the bit. Much. Now, uh, again, there's a nipple, but it's not meant to make you hard. <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't roll off the tongue like was the, the thing. Was the nipple hard, though? Oh, uh, let me let me go to the uh, scorecard keeper, not Oksana. Not hard nipple? I can't remember. No. Okay, hold on. <laughs> not all nips make you hard. Yeah, but some nips are just always hard. Like Joe Rogan's. <laughs> Have you ever seen his like weird little pig nipples? Well, yeah, because he wears tight shirts and he's always fucking... Those you know, things lactate. HGHing. They lactate that uh, shit you put in your water? Yeah, they're, li- they're lactate uh, ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have went with horse paste. That would have been better. No, I was thinking of the powder that somehow is supposed to rehydrate you better. Liquid, Liquid IV. IV. Oh, oh, my God. Clark and I both have it. At our uh, house. By yes. the way, oh, I was supposed to get liquid IV in this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Clark wanted to do a bit where he opened two packages on our podcast. Uh, Oksana pointed out it's not a visual medium, and Clark did it anyway. We just didn't record it. And then we all take bets on how long those boxes are going to sit here in this I room. know. I'm gonna, I already plan on throwing them away. <laughs> you dumb fuck. I throw them away. Liquid IV should sponsor the show, too. I know. You all got the neck tattoos, apparently. <laughs> Jump down my damn throat. Where, I was honestly, I was supposed to have liquid IV in there. Where the fuck is the probably dude? Separately, the dude delivering it probably went. Oh fuck, liquid IV. He pocketed that shit. <laughs> he he knows it's all insured. Anyway, the deep house. Now we open up with uh, found footage flashback. Um, we go into regular time. It's a couple. They've got like a little rocky relationship. I mean, they're together. Actually, no, they're not. It's not Rocky at all. There's a looming marriage hey. in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now they take an RV, they drive out, and the idea is that they're going to go into a, a house underwater. I'm not going to get into like any more of the story, other than man, when they get to that house, all the underwater shit. It's fucking. It's beautiful. It's all found footage because they're filming off of their GoPros and a drone. Check this out. An underwater drone. Wow. It's fucking trippy. They have this big bulky piece of shit. And the one of the guys <laughs> like, what's that? And he's like, it's a drone. And I'm like, that doesn't look like any drone I've ever seen. They throw it underwater. And you, Clark, you would love this now that you're all into watches. He controls it via watch Ooh. underwater. So he's like telling it to do stuff. It follows him around. Dude, this is one of the, this is what I want from found footage. We're watching the shit through uh you know in world camera and at the same time you're wondering where how the fuck did they do this like the only way it makes sense is that they really just did this they really just i mean maybe they had the directors operate the drone or something but also the fucking location like the dude tells them follow the steps and then you'll find the building and they're like what the hell is he talking about and there it is there's it looks like some flooded territory where there are concrete steps leading down to a what seems to be a church and i'll tell you from the moment they joke about the no trespassing sign on the exterior Mm -hmm. they're like well how are we gonna get in i don't know maybe we should leave and then they just swim over it it's like oh this is this is what i want they're mixing genre like it's a haunted house movie but it's underwater so you have all the like air is a problem they have a digital display of how much air they have uh 
lighting, electronics, all the things you want from a found footage movie, and then you fucking throw it in an underwater haunted house. You remember in 300 how everybody's like, oh my God, that scene of that girl dancing where they filmed her in a glass case and she just moved so like uh, it was uh, not of this planet. And it's like, who gives a fuck? This movie? Who the fuck are you talking to? I, I, I realize who I'm sitting at a table with now. Have either of you seen 300? I saw it theatrically. Okay, do you remember the the witch? No. The seer? Neither you remember. Okay. I'm trying to forget everything about that type <laughs> of shit. Okay, well, she's dancing, and it looks like she's underwater, and it's because they shot it underwater, or they shot her in a like tube of water, whatever. Um, a tube? Of I know, water? not a tube. She was like in a tank. She was like a human fish. Tank tube. Fish tank. Tube Good tank. Tu- fish tank. Well, that's a Criterion film. Andrea Arnold. Okay, you, you, that one you got in your holster, but you don't know shit about 300. Director of American Honey. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. Man, there's something about like little kids drinking that just feels like I'm like this is film. This is what I want. Okay, anyway, back to the. <laughs> that's what we need. We need to put that underwater and make it found footage. Little kids getting wasted in their underwater RV. The Deep House. That Man. could be a prequel to SpongeBob. Oh, and then you'd really lean into that internet theory where he's like an autistic kid, and Mrs. Puff is his social worker. Yeah, you can pull that off. You have no idea what I'm talking no, about, by the I've way. I've never seen five <laughs> seconds of SpongeBob. Dude, in high school, I had a bunch of SpongeBob shirts. I'm surprised you don't have a SpongeBob tattoo. You know, I thought about it. I'm sure you I did. did. I am certain you did. I did. You know, I like... Uh, anyway, The Deep House... Uh, dude, watch this fucking movie. Or don't, because, you know, I am really going to try and make a pitch that we try and show this. Although, you know, here we go. Let's pull back the curtain again. Probably have to pay some fucking good money to show this thing, but the problem is this needs to be seen in a theater. Remember after we watched the beta test on um, Amazon Prime, I threw on what the f- fishes, bejeweled fishes, bejeweled. Shout out to bejeweled fishes on Amazon Prime, and uh, you had taken an edible, and you were like every teenager that's ever watched uh, Planet Earth, just like wow. <laughs> That's some cool looking fish. Now, babe. this one doesn't have the like otherworldly kind of, you know, selected um, footage of beautiful nature. It's kind of like murky beautiful nature, beautiful nature, dude. It's haunting. And I'll tell you what, dude, when they get in the house, they're just the image of them scuba diving through a haunted house. And I'm going to spoil one thing. It's very light. The haunted house somehow preserves everything in it. So like they find a book. And it's like underwater because they're underwater, but it doesn't look dilapidated. And that's one of the mysteries here is like, how the fuck is that not rusted and destroyed? And they may find some footage down there, too. Man, I fucking I really like this film. But if you know, if you're coming from inside and you're like, I want some fucking gore, it's not here. Yeah. So if you're a gore hound, man, uh, you're going to be bummed. Also, what did um our former guests say? Uh, Trevor Henderson. He was saying like, oh, this sounds like this novella I like, but... Yeah, The House Under the Lake. Uh, I, you know what? Put that on my Christmas list. Um, are we talking... I want to read that book. Silver Lake? Hell yeah. No. Oh my Randy, God. defend yourself. How do you like that piece of garbage? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird movie. I like it. It's, it got, is, a, it's got a good tone. It's uh, It does not. Wait, wait. Who, who's the lead in that movie? Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Uh, we you, shared the same birthday. Are you a Garfield fan? Not really. Yeah, oh, okay. I do hate Mondays, though. Oh, <sighs> my God. Woo! Randy, glad to have you back. 
you hit me right on the chin with that one. I don't. I did not see it coming. Got him. Also, this house that preserves things is it potentially close to the beach that makes you old? That'd be a twist. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that would be a, there'd be a real conflict there. You know what? Let's make a web comic about that. <laughs> By the way, um, I. I told you about this, and Randy was listening to it uh, on the flight. Apparently, the uh, "How did this get made?" of about old. old, yeah. And they were like, and I never made the comparison of like, oh, this is a good uh, COVID commentary. Oh my god, it's a good COVID commentary. It's well, definitely a commentary. It added to my frustration of it. I mean, that, that's frustration fair. of the story. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so yeah, you got me thinking about that. Stuck now. in time. Accelerated time. Oh, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Like the world is paused, but we're aging. Yeah. Oh, that makes me angry. <laughs> don't tell me <laughs> that shit. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack with Dude, old. Dude, the deep house, it's tight. And um, the deep house. Uh, you know, I'm going to recommend this one to found footage fans, too. I don't know how it would play for like a regular horror fan. I think they might be annoyed by it. There's no such thing as a deep house, dude. Is there more to that? I don't know what to do with it. You don't know. The Think shit about house. It. Oh, come on. Oh, come okay. On. That was just for the you. house that drips blood that was on just Alex. For you, baby. I know, and I fucking missed it. Yeah, I'm still. Re- I'm recovering from that Garfield joke. <laughs> I'm still seeing little birds. All right. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm done here. All right. How many stars, Deep House? Oh, I don't know. At least four. How many stars, Abel Ferrar's career? We're going four. Whoa. Oh, you know what? I should have done. I should have done this. Abel, Abel Ferrara. <laughs> Get it? Mm. Abel Ferrari. I understand. All right. Mm. It's mm. all right. All right. I'll cut. I'll cut that, Randy. <laughs> all right. Well, Randy, thanks for coming. No problem. Thanks for Jim coming. Wedding tomorrow. Yes, sir. Big got, day. Got your suit. Yes. What open. Kind? Open bar. Open bar. I don't know. I don't know what the drink situation is. But where's where the wedding? Uh, I think it's around here. I think it's in San Mateo somewhere. Ooh, it's actually underwater. All I know is that I'm getting in a friend's car to go there, so I don't actually know where the location is. What a good feeling! I love getting in a car and being like, I have nothing to do with anything else now, and then you just <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I, that's what I, all, that's all I ever want is just the driver. <laughs> I wish I could feel that way on a plane, though. Be great. How do you feel on a plane? You're still antsy on Terrified. a plane. I get I get antsy on a plane just because I know I'm going to be stuck sitting here for hours, and so that's I I have a very strange, um, uh, pattern on a plane. No, mine's irrational. My routine is the same. I'll put it on shuffle on my phone and then randomly play games. I can't. I can't listen to anything. Uh, honestly, I can't focus. I, I realized like how um, selfish I am while riding a plane because I always think, this is going to be the one. I know the statistics. They don't <laughs> go down, but this will be the one, and for no other reason than I'm on it. I did have a uh, If This Plane Were to Crash playlist oh. for a while. Oh, I like that. Making yeah. a lemonade out of that lemon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a lot of cool stuff on that playlist. Oasis? Yes, Oasis. <laughs> you know, nothing like going down in flames to champagne supernova. Hey, hell's going to be my Oasis. <laughs> and on that, we'll see you next week. <laughs>